Goosebumps number 51, Beware the Snowman by R.L. Stein. He's got a heart of cold. No melting allowed. Jacqueline used to live with her great aunt Greta in Chicago, but not anymore. They've moved to a place called Sherpia. It's a tiny village on the edge of the Arctic Circle. Jacqueline can't believe she's stuck out in Nowheresville. No movie theaters, no malls, no nothing. Plus, there's something really odd about the village. At night, there are strange howling noises. And in front of every house, there's a snowman. A creepy snowman with a red scarf, a deep scar on his face, and a really evil smile. Listener beware, you're in for a ski. Nice kids. They're gonna love Dark Falls. snowman he He brings brings the cold i love that so much same it's totally when the snows blow wild beware the snowman my chow for he brings the call beware the snowman my chow close to wind is cold You guys, we've made it to January 1997. We've made it to Goosebumps number 51. Beware the snowman. Beware, comma, the snowman. I'm Matthew Scott Montgomery, and this is my brother, Daniel Montgomery, and this is our Goosebumps podcast. Welcome to Deadcast, bitch. Let's get right into it. Beware the bitch. Our protagonist is a girl named Jacqueline. She is 12 years old, as you already know. Um, she has wavy dark brown hair and brown eyes. She's tall and athletic, and we should talk about the cover. Oh, yeah, we should totally talk about the we cover. We should talk about the cover. This has been such a gift to have this as the background of my phone for the last... In fact, as we're recording this, I'm dating us. It's 2018 when we're recording this, Jean, Janvier 2018, and this is the only background I've had on my phone all year. Same here. And I'm going to be so sad to take it off because I was my ass is literally in Mexico with this as the background of my phone. Lol. Oh, wow. I love this. Th- th- this is such an iconic cover to me, and I was, I've was i been waiting to read this book genuinely since we started this podcast three and a half years ago. Why don't you tell me what the cover looked like? Okay, bitch. Um, the cover is a snowman. Now we've had a snowman before. We've had the abominable snowman back in uh, back in the 30s. But this one's a little different. Yeah, this one's like a legit snowman. And so the cover is like a classic frosty, where it's a you know a snowman and with a red scarf that's flapping in the wind, with a carrot nose and stone eyes and stone buttons and twisted um, crinkle um, branch hands that are reaching up to the sky. But girl, this snowman's got an angry, menacing look on his face, and he's got a scar on his cheek, and his mouth is open wide, and he's saying, "Beware, child." He's so cute. He is cute. And if you guys haven't looked up this cover, please, please. Please Google it. Um, tell me uh, the colors of this book. It's for me. It's like I want to say it's, it's a, a bright oxygen-filled blood red, and a um snow morning indigo. Interesting. I would like to believe it's a neon melon, but it's not. No. But it's close. If you look at it in the right, no, it's it's pretty red. Beware the snowman, my child, for he brings the cold. That's a really good point. Back in, um, way back in Goosebumps number 50, Calling All Creeps, um, the original copy, there are trading cards, and I just want to read the stats on the Beware the Snowman trading card. Read that. It says, starring Jacqueline, our gutsy narrator. For those of you at home 
who are just thinking about Jacqueline, it's spelled J-A-C-L-Y-N. Promise? I promise. Jacqueline, our gutsy narrator, she's after the cold truth. It's okay to laugh. Conrad, an old mountain hermit. Wolfbane, Conrad's white furred wolf. Pet at your own risk. And the (laughs) snowman. He's snowball of fun. Setting, a tiny village on the edge of the Arctic Circle. Say what? This is a quote from the book. Do you know what I am? And the real deal. This is a quote from Arlstein. This may be the coldest book I ever wrote. It's all snow and ice and freezing winds. It was very difficult to write. Mainly because it's hard to type when you're wearing mittens. R.L. Bob. I'd like to point out that uh, the French title for this book yes, I saw is Abominable, uh, what is it? Abominable Bonzomme de Neige. Which means, so my Google Translate app says that that translates to Abominable Good Men of Snow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think a French, the French, uh, the French word for a snowman is Bonhomme de Neige. It's a good man of snow. That's good. And so it's like a, the abominable snowman. Anyway, I just really wanted to say abominable bonzomme de neige. And the French cover also has like this like angry it's like parade multiple. of snowmen with ears. Did you see it? It's really I did. Fr- it's frightening snowmen with ears. Maybe don't like maybe it. French snowmen have ears. Maybe they do. Ah oh, oui, zutelant. So Jacqueline is our is our protagonist. Our gutsy narrator. And as I was saying, she is just she's really tall and big and she plays basketball. And she's wavy dark hair and brown hair and brown eyes. And she's just, you know, don't mess with this girl. And she has just moved from Chicago to Sherpia with her Aunt Greta. And Aunt Greta is tall and skinny. She's kind of pretty. She has a delicate round face with big, dark, sad eyes. And one long, one long single braid. One long <laughs> single braid down her back. When I when I was reading this book, I texted Daniel and I said, I'm so glad Alice and Janney is playing um, Aunt Greta. And there's nothing really in the description that indicates Alice and Janney. It just made me feel better as I was reading this to imagine that it was Alice and Janney. I, I know that it was. Who do you think would play Jacqueline? Haley Steinfeld. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. I mean, she's, she's too old. But like... I wish I wish more than anything that I had experienced this book thinking of that. Yeah, but, you know, Haley Steinfeld's like in her 20s now, but like whatever. No, it does it doesn't matter. I know. Uh I love that. So Haley doesn't really remember her mom that well. Her mom died when she was 5 and and she just sort of ca- casually says, "And I never really knew my father. I guess he disappeared after I was born." But anyway, um oh, and I'd like to point out, I don't know if we skip past this. The book actually we're kind of spoiling spoiling. I was going to say spoilering. We're spoil spoiling our kind of thing that we do where we read the beginning of the book and the end of the book and, you know, like into one little whatever, um, because the book opens with the poem that Daniel and I recited That's at the beginning true. of this episode. And I love this. I love this book so much. I mean, it goes off the rails at the end, you guys. Like, I promise you. It goes you, off the rails before the end. The, the end is going to be some of the most ridiculous shit you've ever heard in your entire life. Like anything you think is going to happen. That's not what's going to happen. But the, especially the first half of this book is dripping with this creepy, you know, vibe of this weird town with terrifying old poems that's very unusual, I think, for Goosebumps books. You know, like there's something really frightening about the way this book begins, which I just really love. It feels, yeah, really um, se- separated from all the other books. Yeah, it feels really cold and far away, like in the Arctic Circle. Oh, well, well it is. <laughs> and um, anyway, so they have moved to Sherpia, which is a tiny village, and all Aunt Greta said was, I think it's time for a change. And Jacqueline's, and Jacqueline's like, ass doesn't really question it that much. But she's like, J- Aunt Greta, they are moving into a small, flat-roofed cabin that is basically on the side of a snowy like mountain. mountain Isn't that unsafe to have hill. a flat roof and when it's snowing? Because the snow would just pile up higher and higher and higher. How is it supposed to slide off? You know, I had a, I had a, a lot of trouble thinking about th- of that. Yes. Um, because... We we also learned that Jacqueline's room is in the attic. Yeah. And I don't know. And she was like, oh, it's so low. I had to like, in some places, I had to st- like, 
I could I can't even stand up and I'm like what about your flat roof girl I think Arlstein got it wrong I think you know I think he did too and you know what? he's human so that's cool as they're moving in Jacqueline notices that there's a snowman on the yard across the street basically looks exactly as the, it's described uh, it's described as basically how it looks uh-huh that's wearing a red scarf yes it has tree you. limb arms one poking out to the side and the other straight up in the air like it's waving which to me makes it seem like they're spelling out an l so like every snowman is taking an l um <clears throat> and it has stone eyes a crooked carrot nose a frown mouth of pebbles and the snowman has a deep cut down the right side of its face, like a scar, a snowman scar, an abominable Dinesh scar. I would do anything to see... I mean, there is obviously no TV episode for this. Obviously, no TV episode for this book. And I would pay good money to see an, an adaptation of this. I would, too. It would be. It would be a real winter's treat. This is another one that would probably have to be animated. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know. I know I know what you're saying. So this house is super cozy. As I mentioned, Jacqueline is living in the attic, and she, there's one. There's just one tiny, small, round window at the end of her room where she can see her tiny little school where she'll be attending. P.S. It is midwinter break right now, so not only did Jacqueline move, you know, during, like, you know, move to Sherpia, but she moved there in the middle of the year. Yeah. So I'm like, what? I don't know. Aunt Greta just needed to change. Aunt Greta. And Jacqueline's room is like, pr- the whole place is pretty tiny. Jacqueline has to climb like a metal ladder to get up to her room. Anyway, Jacqueline's like, I'll help you unpack, Aunt Greta. Aunt Greta's like, why don't you go for a walk? So Jacqueline decides to walk up the mountain to see, you know, to look around. This tiny town is on the side of the mountain. She's walking up the mountain. Little town. It's, it's a, a quiet, quiet village. village. Every day. Like the one, like the one before. before. Little town. And she turns to see. I was going to sing it. Oh, you can keep going. No. Full of little people. Waking, waking up to say. Bonjour. Bonzon, 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 bonzon de neige. <laughs> Here comes a big hill which is like old Beware the snowman brings the cold. So she, as she's walking up, she notices she's, she, all the houses are little like tiny little gingerbready kind of looking houses. Oh, uh, you're making me hungry. And she, she stops for a second to look back. Wow, I've walked a pretty good ways. And then feels icy fingers around her neck. No, please. And it turns out that the, the, the fingers belong to the hand of a little boy who's wearing a brown sheepskin jacket and a red and green wolski cap. And his name is Eli. And he's there with his sister. His sister's dressed in all purple. His sister, Rolanda. And... <sighs> Eli and Rolanda both have round faces, straight black hair, and bright sky blue eyes. Oh, Rolanda. Oh, Eli. And Rolanda says, don't mind Eli. He's a total creep. Calling all creeps. Call Ricky after midnight if you're a total creep. And they introduce themselves. Jacqueline's like, oh, 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 I just moved here. Uh, And she notices that they were in the middle of building a snowman, a snowman that looks exactly like the same one she saw earlier. No, please. And Jackson's like, hey, why'd she make it like that? And Rolanda freezes and kind of says, um, uh, I I really don't know. And starts blushing, blushing red. And something's clearly very wrong. Rose red. And, um, they're like, and Rolanda changes the subject, says, where are you going? And Jack says, I'm just walking up the mountain, want to come? And Eli screams, no. No, no, you can't! And Rolanda screams at the top of her lung and shakes Jacqueline violently and says, you can't, you can't, you can't. And Jacqueline says, why? And then they freeze and pause and turn bright red and something's clearly wrong. And Rolanda says, oh, we just never go up there. It's like a tradition. We, um, we just don't. And And Eli goes, yeah, it's, it's, it's too cold. (laughs) That's the only reason why. And they chat a little bit more and Jacqueline's like, um, I'm going to keep going. I won't go all the way to the top, though. So then she makes her way all the way to the top. And then... (laughs) Sorry, it's so cold in here. Oh, no. Daniel's catching cold. Beware the snowman, my child. Or he brings the cold and sinus. So she makes her way up to the... Starts making her way up to the top and sees that a lot of houses have the same exact snowman in the front yard. Lots more. A house, says. And it's starting to get really dark. Promise. And... 
and she, Jack is like, I'm gonna keep going, and she goes till there's no more houses, and the road starts to curve up, and up and up and up through the trees, and then she sees this small log cabin surrounded by scraggly, tilting pawn trees. And she's like, that's weird. I don't see no boot prints or anything around <laughs> and that then house. She does, then she sees this house and decides, I'm going to break in. I'm going to walk into this house. This is where I think it goes off the rails this early. Jacqueline's like, huh, it doesn't seem like anybody lives there. I think I should probably break into that house. So she walks to the house, knocks. There's no reply. And, her and then she breaks in. There's not much in. else to do in Sherpia. I guess so. She just breaks in into be, that house. Yes. And a, she, as soon as she breaks in, a snarling white creature tackles her to the floor. Oh, no, it's the snowman. No, actually, it's a, a, it's a wolf named Wolfbane. And a man says, down, Wolfbane, down. And this man has silver gray eyes. He's tall and thin. He's wearing all denim. And he's got long gray hair that he keeps in a short pony with a thick, pure white beard. And he's like, are you okay? Don't worry. He won't hurt you. Wolfbane is well-trained. And... Then, then he says, also, who are you and why did you break into my house? <laughs> and she said, oh, I was just taking a walk. And he says, that's great, but why the fuck did you break into our I can't Bitch. believe I said that. <laughs> he says, why did you break into my house? And, and, and Jacqueline to herself says, I realize he was really dangerous. There's something very angry about him, something very strange. How about the fact that your ass broke into his house, bitch? Yeah, some gutsy narrator your ass is. She's a lot nicer than your ugly ass. And she says, I, I didn't break in. I was just, he said, you broke into my house. You broke my heart. I don't want to talk about it. So he takes a step forward and she's like, oh no, he's going to attack me. And where well, he's going to attack me. And he said, where do you think you were going? She said, I was going up to the top of the mountain he said you will not go up there and she, no, she, you she thinks to herself he's completely crazy so she runs out of the house that she broke into and he yells after her beware the snowman and then she remembers that poem that poem that was at the beginning of the book that sort of tickled into her brain when she arrived yeah in she Serbia. remembers do we say that that poem is what she remembers her mother reading it to her when she was a little girl you know, we didn't say that. That was a poem that her mother read to her when she was a little girl. I was just so excited to read the poem. I didn't even, I didn't even say that. No, detail. it's cool. The, that's only the first like stanza of the poem, though. There's another. There's a second one, but she can never remember what it is. Yeah, how does the poem end? Do you guys know? Oh, and then she hears him scream, boy, the snowman. She stops and says, what did you say? And he says, the snowman lives in the ice cave. You do not want to meet the snowman. If you you meet meet the the snowman, snowman, you will will never never return. return. So she is like, what? And so she starts running down the hill, stumbles and falls, and realizes that Wolfbane is chasing her. No, please. And then as she's running, she trips and lands hard Hard on on her her stomach as Wolfbane closes in on her. But he kind of stops, and they just kind of stare each other down. And Jacqueline's like, cool, I'm going to just go the rest of the way down, waiting for her to be chased again. But nobody chases her. Yeah. And... She's almost home, is running past all these snowmen, is freaked out, hears footsteps behind her, and she says, oh, no, it's that man. It's that crazy oh, man. Oh, no, please. And then it's realized it's not her. It's just Rolanda. And they are, <laughs> and it's Eli, and they're just chilling in their yard. Literally. Lol. Out. And Jacqueline says, oh, my God. You wouldn't believe what happened. You see, I broke into this man's house, and then he yelled at me. And, and they're like, you mean Conrad? And... And Rolanda says, that's actually one of the reasons we don't go up there. We think he might work for the snowman. And Jacqueline's like, what? 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 What's going on? And Rolanda's like, never mind. Dinner time. I have to go to dinner time. And, and, And Jacqueline screams, tell me. Just tell me. And Rolanda says, I can't. You see, Eli is too scared. But meet me at the church tomorrow night. I'm going to tell you everything. I think this is the first time we've had a church in a Goosebumps book. I know. Meet I... me at the church tomorrow night. I'll tell you everything. When Jacqueline gets home, she's like, hey, Aunt Greta, you know you know anything about a snowman? And Aunt, Aunt, like, a snowman at the top of a mountain? Who lives Aunt in Greta's ice caves? Do you know anything about that, Aunt Gretel? And Aunt Greta immediately gets tense, uh, drops a bunch of dish dishes and they shatter all over the floor and, and she starts weeping and Jacqueline's <laughs> like, huh, I, that seems weird. Whatever. 
Um, I've made made that part up. Aunt Greta's like, oh, <laughs> it's probably just all village superstition. <laughs> and Jacqueline's like, no, I remember this poem that mom used to read me. Beware the, when the snow blows wild, when the winds grow cold. Beware the snowman, my child. Beware the snowman. He brings the cold. And as soon as she says that, Aunt Greta literally free, like goes completely still. And her eyes go all watery and she turns pale. And Jack is like, what's wrong? Are you sick? And Aunt Greta's like, no, I'm fine. I've never heard that poem before. Go to bed. Go to bed. And Jacqueline's so confused. Maybe Aunt Greta isn't feeling well. Yeah, that's probably it. She's never heard that poem or heard nothing about no snowman. Her ass just ain't feeling well. Maybe it's maybe it's because of the cold and it's making me feel icy. But at this point, I feel like Jacqueline's a dumb bitch. Oh, I never thought of it quite like that. I mean, like, not really. Yeah, maybe the cold's freezing all her brain cell. But, like, something's clearly wrong. And But you know what? I, I, t- I take that back because Jacqueline, Jacqueline really does want to get to the bottom of it. Yeah, and if you think about her as Haley Steinfeld and the fact that we don't have an annoying little brother or sister in this book, it's a pretty sweet deal. You know what? Now that you point that out and that she is Haley Steinfeld, I think she's smart, gorgeous, and interesting. Yeah, and powerful. Yes, I support her decisions. Yes, she's like most girls. Not to are the same. I wanna be like, I wanna be like most girls. I wanna be like, I wanna be like most girls. I wanna be like, I wanna be like. I wanna be like, I wanna be like. She can't sleep that night because she keeps hearing these crazy howls and then she thinks it's probably the wind. And normally I would say this is a dumbass bitch move, but because it's Haley Steinfeld, I think it's smart. She decides to go on a walk in the middle of the night up to the mountain. Yeah, because of <laughs> Haley Steinfeld, it's smart that she breaks out in the middle of the night, the Arctic Circle, to go for a walk at 3 a.m. in the Arctic. It's negative 20 degrees, so she puts on one jacket and decides to walk to the top of the mountain in the pitch black of night. That's really smart. Good job, Haley. And she hears a piercing howl coming from the top of the mountain and she asks herself why does it sound so human so she continues to walk up the mountain towards the house and then she's stopped by a shadow and she freaks out because she thinks it's a killer trying to grab her because she's walking alone in the middle of the night in a village she's never been to before but it turns out it's just one of the snowmen and it's not like he's like chasing her it's just like the light of something finally hitting her with the arm of the snowman shadow wait isn't this the one part where she notices the snowman looking at her and it nods at her and she's like oh no the snowman's alive and then it's just the wind knocking the head off the snowman and it plops on the ground we're almost there before that she has to hear tons of howls okay great so she starts hearing these howls and they sound much closer than they were before and she says she says they definitely sound human oh okay that's pretty cool so now she decides to head back home and that's as she's running back home one of the snowman's heads nods and then it falls you, you know what I'm saying. Did we establish that in front of every house in the entire Sid town of Sherpia, there is the exact same snowman in the front of the yard? We did, nay. So she only think she the, so she runs back home and she she keeps thinking about that rhyme. She's got to remember how it ends. And then she hears a howl right behind her, and she's like, "Oh, girl, were you saying something?" I was whispering, "Beware the snowman." Oh, that's good. Yeah. And when she gets home, she realized that she locked herself out and forgot to bring her keys. And then she hears a howl coming from directly from the side of her house. And then she realizes that um, the front window is open. And so she just opens it. She can she just opens it all the way and then breaks in easily through there because she's good at breaking into houses. That was really nice of Aunt Greta, though, to leave that window open because, man, it was getting hot in that house. We needed to get a draft in to cool it, cool it off. Yes, we, ha- we have got to cool it down in here. And she, she, as she breaks in through the window, she tumbles in head first, Tumble landing down hard thumbs. on her hands and knees. Huh, different rules in Sharpie, I guess. So once inside, Jacqueline grabs a box with all like her books and all the books and stuff to find the poem book or whatever. Because she has to find the second verse to Beware the Snowman. And she starts ripping out books and throwing them all around when she hears a footsteps and real, footsteps and realizes that someone is in there. Maybe it's Aunt Greta because Aunt Greta lives there. But no, she hears a 
raspy, evil, throaty, deep voice saying, What are you doing? And the light turns on, and it turns out that was Aunt Greta. She just has a sore throat from the cold. Beware the snowman, my child. Beware the snowman, for he brings the sore throat. And Jacqueline says, I have to get the bit because I have the pelt. And Aunt Greta says, Aunt Greta's ass sees that she's tracked in snow everywhere, and her ass done broke into the house. She said, Did you go outside? You can't do that in the middle of the night, you dumb bitch. And she said, I'm Haley Steinfeld. I'm Academy Award nominee Haley Steinfeld. So Aunt Greta says, congratulations. You're a pop star. Dance, dance, and you're gorgeous. Till I tasted you. And so she does. And then Aunt Greta says... Um, you can't do that in the middle of the night. And Jacqueline says, why? And then Aunt Greta goes silent and chews on her lip really hard. And then after about 20 minutes of silence says, I mean, like, what if you fell and no one could help you? And Jacqueline, Jacqueline, because she's whip smart, says, I I think there's something more to what Aunt Greta (laughs) is saying here. I think I think there's something going on, but she doesn't decide to pursue it. She apologizes, um, tucks Aunt Greta into bed, and then goes to bed herself. She goes to bed herself, taking control of this household because it's her house, because she's a strong, independent woman. And as she climbs up that metal ladder to go to sleep by herself upstairs in the attic, and she lays down there, and she closes her eyes, and she's ready to go to bed, she hears a voice in the attic with her saying, Beware the snowman, my child. Beware the snowman. And she sits straight up in bed and screams, who are you? But nobody responds. And then she falls asleep. She next- tells Alice and Janney in the morning that ab- about what happened. Alice and Janney says, you're what? I'm quitting the pageant. I heard you. I was just trying to scare you into changing your mind. Oh, for Christ's sake, Amber, the woman clung to your tap shoes while flying through the air like a goddamn lawn dart. I know, I know. I know. Hey, little Miss Sad Pants and her friend Sirius Sally. How about some nice cool mints to turn those frowns upside down? Do you think a nice cool mint would help if I shoved your head up your ass? Oh, I had really bad dreams too. That's crazy. I guess it was a bad dream. So that day they unpack boxes all day. But but Jack- so weird. Haley can't find the old the old snowman poem book that she had as a little girl. She huh. knows it was in there. So that night, Haley decides to make her way down to the little stone church across the po- post office to meet Rolanda, and um and it's snowing very hard like a blizzard. And she's almost there to the church when she and and she runs across the road and. Where? Oh, and she runs across the road and runs into something cold and hard with evil dark eyes, and she screams and screams and screams. Oh no, it's the snowman, my child. And then hands jerk her way, and it's Feranda, and she says, Jacqueline, what's wrong? Why did you run into that snowman? Why did you scream? Are you okay? And Jacqueline's like, oh, I'm fine. I just uh, ran into a snowman. So they snap. They step into the small side door of the church where there's like a waiting room with a long bench framed by gas lamps, and Rolanda's like, "This is a nice, warm place to talk, especially about things that are kind of scary." Did your aunt tell you the history of this village? And Jack- here, let me tell you this scary story in this church room, and and Jacqueline's like, "No, I I don't know." And she's, "Why did you move here?" Jack's like, "I don't know." And Rolanda says, let me tell you the strange history of Sherpia. Can I read it? Yes, please. So this is the story that Feranda tells. Years ago, two sorcerers lived in this village, a man and a woman. Everyone knew they were sorcerers, but everyone left them alone. One day, the two sorcerers were fooling around touching each other. She didn't say that part. Fooling around, having fun. They cast a spell on a snowman and the snowman came to life. Can I, this is, so I'm, I'm reading directly from the book, but this kind of funny thing happens and I'm going to read it exactly how it happens. Please do. They cast a spell on the snowman and the snowman came to life. I gasped. Really? Rolanda narrowed her eyes me. Please don't interrupt Jacqueline. Please let me tell the whole story first. I apologized. Leaning close to me, she continued her story in a whisper. 
The sorcerers used their magics to bring the snowman to life. But then they lost control of it. The snowman was powerful, and it was evil. The sorcerers had given it life, but they didn't really know what they were doing. And they didn't know that the snowman would try to destroy the village and everyone in it. The sorcerers tried to use magic to put the snowman back to sleep, but their magic wasn't powerful enough. The villagers all gathered together, and somehow they managed to force the snowman up to the top of the mountain. There's a big cave at the very top of the mountain. The cave is cut in ice. Everyone calls it the Ice Cave. The villagers chased the evil snowman into the ice cave. Then most people moved away from the village. Few people wanted to stay. Few people wanted to stay, knowing that the evil creature was alive at the top of the mountain. So most people left. The sorcerers probably left too. No one really knows what happened to them. And that's when Conrad comes into the story. And, you know, Jacqueline says, Conrad, the weird guy with the white beard? And Rolanda nodded. After the evil snowman was chased into the ice cave, Conrad moved up there. He built a cabin just beneath the ice cave. No one could figure out why. Is Conrad trying to protect the town? Does he work for the snowman? Does he help us, snowman? Or does he think that living so close to the evil snowman will keep him safe? No one knows. No one knows. Conrad very seldom comes down from the mountaintop, and when he does come down to the village, he doesn't talk to no one. No one knows for sure who he is or why he stays up there. No one wants to have anything to do with Conrad. We don't know if he's crazy or evil. Some nights, we can hear the snowman up there at the top of the mountain. Some nights, we can hear him roaring and bellowing with rage. Some nights, we can hear him howling. Howling like like a wolf. We've all built snowmen. Snowmen that look like him. Everyone in the village builds them. So that's why I see weird snowmen everywhere, I cried. Rolanda raised a finger to her lips. She motioned for me to sit back down. Why do you build a snowman, I demanded. Why is there one in just about every single yard? To honor him, Rolanda replied. Honor him, I cried. You know what I mean, she said sharply. People hope that if the evil snowman comes down from the ice cave, he will see the little snowmen that look like him. It will make him happy, and it will keep them from keep him from doing harm. Now do you understand, she whispered. Now, now do you warning. understand why we're all so afraid? And then Jacqueline bursts out laughing. And is <laughs> like, you can't believe all that crap. And Rolanda's not laughing. In fact, Arlstein points out that her dark eyes glowed in the dim light. Drink. Rolanda's like really scared. And Jacqueline's like, oh, Kusti, thanks for telling me. Wait, there's no redhead in this book, I just realized. There's not. Amazing. And Jacqueline sort of walks her home. And near her door, she hears a, uh, like, walks. she walks Rolanda home and is almost back to her house. When her own Jacqueline, her own house, when she hears a thud, 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 thud running behind her, and it's here's a kathump, kathump. Why are you standing on my heart? And it's Eli, and he's like, "She told you, didn't she? She doesn't know that I saw him. I saw the snowman, and the scary part is, he saw me." So Eli's like, "One time, my friends and I snuck up the mountain past Conrad's house." Conrad's not working for the snowman. He protects people from him by allowing them not to go up there. And Eli said he saw the snowman come out of the ice cave and he was big as a grizzly bear and the ground shook and he roared, please believe me, Jacqueline, please. You've got to believe me. And Jacqueline just runs away from him. She get, When she gets home, she sees that the lights are off. She goes, oh, where's Aunt Greta? That's weird. She's not in her room. She's not anywhere. But what's left in Aunt Greta's room is a big, huge, cold puddle. Oh, no. She left her ectoplasm. And then the front door creaks open and, she, and Jacqueline screams. It's the snowman. But it turns out it's just Alice and Janney. And Alice and Janney said, Do you think a nice cool minute help if I shoved your head up your ass? Didn't you see my note on the fridge? I had dessert and coffee with the neighbors. Jacqueline's like, but, but the puddle. I saw this puddle and I... And Aunt Greta's like, oh, the roof must have a leak. And Jacqueline's like, I thought it was the snowman. And Aunt Greta's like, calm down. It's this... It's superstition. Something bad probably happened in the ma- up up in the mountaintop years ago, and I don't know. The story's like morphed into a weird story about a snowman. Just just don't go there. Go stay away from there. You promise? 
And Jacqueline's like, I promise. So the next morning, Jacqueline wakes up and decides she's going to go to the ice cave. Basically. She falls asleep that night um, to some, some howls, more crazy hooting howls. So in the morning, yeah, she decides she's going to go up to the ice cave. And but before that, she has to help hang curtains. She has to help hang curtains with her aunt Greta. Curtains coming. Curtains hungry. And she puts up paintings and oh, they just decorate. Everything's cool. After lunch, she goes outside to go up to the ice cave and she runs into Eli and Rolanda who are on the lawn with a shovel and a red scarf. And they said, you have to build your snowman. You have to have one. You have to be safe. Sorry, that's the rules. And Jacqueline's like, no, that's okay. I'm good on YouTube. Yes, girl. Yes. And she says, I'm going to go. Actually, I'm going to go up to the ice cave instead. And Eli and Rolanda are like, like, no, please. And Jacqueline's like, all right, how about this? If I build a snowman, will you help me distract Conrad because I'm going up to the ice cave? (laughs) Which is the shittiest deal of all time. (laughs) And they're like, "Uh, sure, we agree to that. And I'm like, girl, that is a terrible deal. And you know they're going to sabotage it. And for those reasons, I'm out. And for all those reasons, I'm out. But they... They kind of go along with it. They build the snowman, and then they all together head up to the mountaintop. And it's starting to get dark by this time, and it's snowing, of course. And Jack said, all right, I'm going to hide in the bushes on the side of Conrad's house while you distract him. And they're like, no, but you... And she said, you promise. They said, okay. A promise is a promise. So Eli and Rolanda run up to the door and start waving their hands and talking about something to Wolfbane and Conrad while Jacqueline runs for it. But but then she hears a voice scream, hey, wait. And she's like, oh, no, I got caught. So she turns around and falls over because she's clumsy. And she gets up and sees that Wolfbane and Conrad are chasing Eli and Rolanda down the mountain. So she's like, oh, well, their asses are grass, but at least I'm all in the clear to go up to the ice cave. Bye, bitch. Merry Christmas, bitch. So she climbs up the mountain. It's super steep, but it ends up leveling out because um, because of that. Because of the wonderful things he does. And she realized, gosh, it's so slippery up, uh, up on all this ice. And then she sees the ice cave, and the cave is described as being glassy and as tall as a building, and I can't wrap my brain around that. No, I can't imagine that. I can't imagine this. Jacqueline carefully, like, sort of, like, scoots her way towards the entrance, but there's, like, a tiny ledge that she has to slide on or something. And meanwhile, the mountain starts rumbling and rumbling and shaking and shaking, and Jacqueline's, like, pretty scared. And as she's going around the mountain, when she comes, the, like... The ledge gets smaller and smaller and smaller, but she has to get to the opening of the ice cave. And finally she sees the opening and the opening is the deepest, blackest, deepest, bluest his hat is like a shark fin, like black of night. There are sharp icicles that are hanging like teeth, hanging like a dangly old wizard sleeve and they rumble. (laughs) And then there's a loud roar and y'all... A huge snowman steps out. He's here, you guys. Beware the snowman. This is it. Jacqueline's so scared that she forgets where she is and she falls off the ledge. No, please. But as most Goosebumps protagonists do, um, she grabs onto the ledge in midair and manages to hang there. As the snowman comes towards her, waves of freezing air rolling towards her. Hey, he's bringing the cold. So very cold. And he says, who are you? And she says, I'm Jacqueline DeForest. And he says, say it again. She says, I'm Jacqueline DeForest. And the snowman says, do you know who I am? I am your father. (laughs) And she's like, what? (laughs) Sorry, what? (laughs) It's so fun. I love it. It's so weird. And, and so she goes, she's like Star Wars out. status goes, no. And she's like, she's literally frozen there out of shock, but also out of coals on the ledge. The snowman says, Jacqueline, I'm your father. Believe me. No, I'm your father. And she says, that's impossible. You're a snowman. You can't be my father. Oh, well, snow dad's better than no dad. And he says, no, 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 no. Let me explain. I'm your father. Your mother was a sorceress, and so is your aunt. Oh. Your aunt practices all sorts of magic. And and Jacqueline says, what? I've never seen Aunt Greta do any magic. You're lying. 
And the snowman says, I do not lie, Jacqueline. I'm telling the truth. Your mother did this to me. She used her magic and turned me into a snowman. You were two years old. She turned me into snowman. She tried to turn me back, but she failed. Then she and your Aunt Greta took you and ran away from the village. And she's, and Jacqueline said, that story doesn't make any sense. If Everything's what, made sense up until now. But that but that that key fact doesn't make any sense. If what you say is true, why did we move back here? Why did Aunt Greta bring us back here? The snowman says, well, your aunt had a good reason for coming back. She knows that after 10 years, the magic spell starts to fade. And she says, what? He says, after 10 years, the spell f- fades. Your aunt came back to renew the spell. She wants me to stay a s- snow... <laughs> Snowman, she wants to keep me prisoner up here forever. She wants to make sure I didn't tell the world what happened to me. And she wants to keep you to herself. Jacqueline says, Aunt Greta is not a sorceress. She is Academy Award winning actress, Allison Janney. Do you think a nice cool minute help if I shoved your head up your ass? I have never, I've lived with her most of my life and I've never seen her not do one magic spell. And the snowman screams, please, I'm your father. I'm your real father. You've got to believe me. You can get me out of this. You can save me. Gotta hurry. We've got to renew the spell. If you don't, I'll be another, I'll be a snowman for another 10 years. And she's like, what? What? Uh, he says, he says, you can save me, Jacqueline, but I can't tell you how. If I tell you how to save me, it will only strengthen the spell. You've got to figure it out yourself. I can give you a hint. I cannot tell you how to save me, but I can give you a hint. Jacqueline's like, just fucking give me the hint. (laughs) And he says, okay. Okay, dad. And then he recites the poem to her. The first verse. She says, the poem? He says, that's your clue. That's the only hint I can give you. Now, now you must figure out how to rescue me. And she realizes, oh my gosh, the secret must be in the second verse. Oh no, the second verse of Beware the Snowman. That that will f- solve everything. And he says, please, I'm your father, Jacqueline. Like, I'm honestly, like, I'm really your father. I'm definitely your freezing cold father, okay? And Jacqueline's like, okay. So she starts to run home and get the book, but she runs into Aunt Greta, who appears on the ledge and Aunt Greta's looking fucking nuts y'all her black coat is flapping her face is red her hair is wild like a witch like a sorceress and she's like screaming and saying all kinds of stuff do you think a nice cool minute help if I shoved your head up your ass and guess what she's holding in her hand y'all she's holding that big black book that has the beware the snowman poem in it and she says Aunt Greta is it true is he really my father and Aunt Greta says it's a lie he isn't your father he's an evil monster then Aunt Greta says this your mother and father were sorcerers they practiced their magic night and day but they went too far they created him accidentally he's an evil monster when your parents saw what they had done they were horrified they froze the monster inside the snowman body soon after your father disappeared your mother and i took you and ran from the village we ran to be safe from the monster's horrible evil and the snowman screams you're lying and he says, Jacqueline, please don't believe her. Please, I'm your father. Please, I know it's hard to believe, but your aunt's evil. She's an evil sorceress. I am not evil. And Aunt Greta screams, liar. I don't know any magic. I know no spells. I am not a sorceress. I'm not a sorceress, but I brought this book because I know it's secret. I know what I need to do to make sure you stay frozen in that snowman body forever. What is happening? I don't know. Who do you guys believe? Who do you think is evil here? Is it Aunt Greta or is it the evil snowman? I, I honest, when I was reading this book, I couldn't remember who, what was the truth. It's a lot to follow. It's a lot to follow. I think it's some, it, it's confusing. It is confusing. And that's must, that must be how Jacqueline feels in this moment, though, you know? So, Jacqueline... Haven't we all felt like that at one time or another? Confused who our real parents are. <laughs> yes, that's really true. So, she, she all she knows is she's got to get that book, regardless of who's evil. So, she tries to grab it, and, and they kind of fight over it, and pages fly out of the book, but she ends up getting it, and she finds the poem, and is going to read the second verse, and... The snowman screams, thank you, daughter. But Aunt Greta picks up the page because it was one of the pages that flew out of the book and says, I'm not going to let you read it. I'm going to throw it off the edge of the mountain into the wind. And she does. Right now, to me, Aunt Greta's looking like a suspect evil bitch. I was absolutely positive she's an evil sorceress. Um, the page flies out of her hand, um, f- flies off the mountain, then flies back up and then into Jacqueline's hands. Like, but like a boomerang, bitch. 
and she starts to read it, but Aunt Greta rips it open. Uh, I mean, grabs the paper and rips it to pieces. But Jacqueline's like, it's too late. Now I remember it because I read it real fast. Okay, and do you want to recite this? it? Do you guys want to hear the second verse? This amazing second verse of the Beware the Snowman poem? Here we go. Do you want to read just the second verse or should we do the first verse again and the second verse? Let's just read the second verse. The second verse says, <clears throat> hold on, let me find it. When, when the, the snows melt and the warm sun is with thee, beware the snowman, for the snowman shall go free. I still don't really quite get what that means. but uh, It's such a big letdown for me. I think the first verse is so sexy and that one's crap. Aunt Greta screams, no, 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 and shoves her hands in the side of her face as the snowman melts. And a body steps out, and jo- Jacqueline sh- opens her mouth in a shrill scream. Okay. And it turns out... Oh, you guys, what was melted underneath the snowman is a monster. Aunt Greta was, wasn't was lying. It turns out the snowman was lying. It's and- not her father. It's an ugly, snarling, red-skinned monster, head and body covered in crusty red scales, yellow eyes rolling wildly in its bowl-shaped head with three-fingered hands, purple tongue flapping from its jagged tooth mouth. What? And he, like, Aunt Greta's, like, screaming and tears are streaming down her face. So, so, all right. I just want to try and make this make sense. Okay, let's, let's try. So, was it the fact that she read the poem out loud, recited out loud, that made him melt? Um... Or is the secret that it's the sun? The verse says, when the snow melts and the warm sun is with thee, beware the snowman, for the snowman shall go free. So no sun has come up. There's been no warmth at all. So It's it just mo- the fact that she said it out loud. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So he grabs the book and with a throaty laugh, hurls it off the mountain. He picks Jacqueline up in one hand by her waist and Aunt Greta in the other hand by her waist. Ew, by those prickly branch hands. And holds him. No, it's not prickly branch hands. Oh, I'm so, so stupid. It's red, crusty, three-fingered hands. Oh, I forgot. How could I possibly forget? Because it's confusing. Oh, yeah. And holds them over the side of the mountain to drop them off. Ew, this monster sounds so scary. And... He stops, though, and stares at the ledge and puts them down, and we see a parade of snowmen marching up the hill like soldiers. And all the snowmen from the front yards... All the ones from the yards are now banding together, stomping up on their way to the ice cave. And Aunt Greta's like, they're coming to serve the monster. No. But the snowmen march past Aunt Greta and Jacqueline and start shoving their bodies against the monster, pushing him back, like rolling their bodies over him until he is crushed by them as they silently, in dead silence, just push their bodies forward, forward, forward until they have shoved him into and trapped him inside the cave, the ice wall of the cave. What? Dude. And Jacqueline's like, wait, who did this? Who who brought this parade, this army of snowmen up here? Is it you, Aunt Greta? Are, are you a sorceress? And then she hears a voice say, no, I did it. And she turns and looks, and it's Conrad. And Aunt Greta says, it's you. And Aunt Greta says, I moved back here because I thought you might still be here. Look, Jacqueline, it's your father. Conrad is your father. And behind him are Eli and Rolanda. And Conrad's like, they saved they saved you because they told me about your plan. So I ran down to work some magic on the snowmen and save you. And Jacqueline turns to her father and is like, why did you, why did you stay here? Why did you abandon me my whole life? And he says, well, it's kind <laughs> of a long story. When you were little, your mother and I were practicing powerful magic. Our magic got out of control and we accidentally created this monster. We froze the monster inside the body of a snowman. Your mother, she wanted to leave. She was so frightened and upset. She wanted to move as far away from the village as she could. She wanted to forget it ever happened. But I stayed because I thought I owed it to the people of the village. I owed it to keep them. I, I owed it to keep. I owed it to them to keep the snowman in his cave, to keep him from harming people. And so I stayed up here close to the monster we created, but leaving you, Jacqueline, was the hardest thing I ever have to do. I always dreamed that someday I could leave the mountain and go find you. And now the monster is dead, the horror is finally over, and Greta has has brought you back. Perhaps, perhaps we can try to be a family again. What? I, I... 
I I don't know. So they're a family again. Everything's great. They start to head down the mountain when the snowmen stop them and start surrounding them, circling them. And they're like, oh, no, the snowmen have turned evil. But one steps forward, its arms twitching, its eyes flashing. It's and they stone eyes flashing. They're trapped. And it stops inches from, from Jacqueline's dad's face. Conrad's face. And it says, can we go back down now? It's really cold up here. <laughs> You guys, the end. <laughs> what a weird book. It's so stupid and terrible, especially at the end, but I love it for some dumb reason. I thought it was super fun. Every time I read it, I forget everything that happens at the end, and I have to rediscover it all together. I honestly couldn't remember how it ended either. I d- you know, as I said, I didn't know. I thought Conrad was her dad, but then I was like, wait, is it the snowman? And then I was and like, wait, is Ankreda evil? I don't remember. I just love the explanation of your mother and I were practicing powerful magic. And, and then we accidentally created a monster. So I thought I would stay here to protect the village from the monster that, that we put inside a sn- snowman. And, um, well, good thing Aunt Greta moved you back here tonight. Well, it's really a fun, snowy, you know, blizzardy winter's read. And it's fun to get like a cold, freezing, chilly, scary story for wintertime goosebumps wise. And it's a it's a one that I would recommend for someone to read if they have an hour free on one snowed in afternoon. Yeah, it truly zips by. Yeah, Um, you'll miss it. And it, it, it was it was a silly pleasure to read. Uh, but I can't t- I can't promise you that I quite understand parts of it. Um, this is going to be the trend for the next few books as Arlstein just starts trying really, really weird stuff and throwing it all, all over the, the place and all against the wall and seeing what sticks and what doesn't stick. Stuff that is so wild and ridiculous that they just there's no budget to possibly make a TV episode. No, and it's going to start bending genres and just pushing even further into the strangeness and the weirdness. And some of the rules that we've kind of created and talked about are going to start to fly out the window a little bit. And the next book next book is How I Learned to Fly and it's speaking of flying. It's not even a scary book. It's no. just it's like a fantasy sort of sci-fi book and it's like oh oh, okay but if you're not too frozen to the bone after listening to this episode and or reading beware the snowman tune in next time because you'll learn the secret of how you do learn to fly because that is in the book oh it's true yeah and then you can fly just like us if you want to say hi do it you can email us at welcome to deadcast at gmail.com or you can say hey on instagram or twitter my instagram is Daniel X Montgomery and my Twitter is Daniel Montgomery. Just there's not an E in there somewhere. Um, my Instagram is Matthew underscore Scott underscore Montgomery and my Twitter is iRobot Eugene. It's a Buffy episode. Ooh, um, ooh. But if you tweet us on there or or want to talk about goosebumpsy stuff, girl, we always do. If you ever been to Sherpia, let us know. Let's talk about great places to visit. I've heard they've got a great church. Oh, wow. A really strong, tight-knit community. No, I'm your father. No, I'm your father. No, I'm your father. Well, thank you for joining me and Daniel and Allison. Do you think a nice, cool minute help if I shoved your head up your ass? Haley, today we had such a total freezing blast. Um, And join us next time to learn how to fly. If If you you beware the snowman, my child. For he brings the cold. (laughs) 